genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one sad moment at a time. It begins. <laughs> it begins. Mm. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Chris O'Connor from Geek by Night and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. I'm so sad. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about Minute 189, which starts with Mary joining in with Pippin on tackling this orc pile. and and yeah. ends with Lurtz uh, taking aim with his second arrow. <sighs> no. Jerk face. So we get to see uh, at the beginning of this minute, Mary and Pippin really brutally kill that orc they jump on. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's some good, uh, that's some good swarming tactics. And, and again, the prison, the prison fighting, you know, just stab, 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 stab. I love it. Pippin stabs that orc in the throat. Yeah, that's, that's, that's some psychological hardness right there. Uh, <laughs> that's like... People have hard, have trouble doing that. Like, you know, you, you got, you got the other one down there, like sort of stabbing at the belly and the, and the, and the hips, you know, that makes sense. Pippin but... is looking this urk in the face. It takes a special just something. stabs him in the throat. To stab a, a bee in the face but it Just, makes sense it's the beginnings of a hardened badass it is it is <laughs> my sensitive hardened badass <laughs> yeah and you know, I, mary's down here to stab it and pippin's just like i ended it i know you where know. i know what i'm about like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we need to move along mary there's more orcs to stab <laughs> There are more of them to kill. <laughs> Just Pippin has a psychotic break right here. <laughs> like, like the camera pans away from him for like two seconds, and then you come back to the hobbits. He's just got like a full beard and an eye patch. And Mary's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he's like, he's taking orc blood and like, he's got like war paint on. <laughs> Little hobbit fa- handprint like on his face. <laughs> But he's still got the curly hair. Yeah, yeah. still has the curly hair. <laughs> oh, man. And his beard is just as curly. <laughs> oh, man. I, lo- I love uh, Sean Bean's fighting here, like Boromir's, Boromir's fighting. It's very, uh, for a movie, it's very economical, like very sort of, bat- you know, it's, it's again, like we've, as we've established this week, the, the Urukai are these talentless hacks who just sort of run in and hack. So he like, you know gets their their shields off point their weapons off point and then just slashes or stabs like there's like one one bit in here where he has a really clean parry and then brings the blade down and then stabs in a very quick motion i mean it's still it's still how you would fight for film but it's like compared to other sort of showy or choreography it's it's much more to the point um Mm -hmm. I, i really like that i like that he's 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 going at it and like you can I think I remember from the uh, from the commentary track they were saying that like out of everybody that they had on there like Sean Bean probably had the most um, fight like experience um, and 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 you know you can kind of you can kind of see it there and him like really getting into it and going going after it. Uh, yeah, there's not really any wasted motion in the way that Sean Bean did this in the in the chore- choreography for Boromir's fights. Mm-hmm. There's very little wasted motion. It's a lot of like one strike at the weapon. Stab at the opponent. Strike well, at the weapon. Stab at the opponent. And I like that that it's like a character thing too, because like with Aragorn, Aragorn's much more scrappy. 
Um, yeah. he's been living in the wilds for the past, you know, 60 years. And then Boromir is like a, a, a war veteran. So he's like seen battle and he's yeah. been training for this. So he, it reflects he's in their the different styles. Hardened battle commander. And I was yeah. like, you really get to see it here. It's like really, it's really interesting. Like, uh, after, after Game of Thrones came out, like people have always been like, oh, who would win in a fight? Ned Stark or, or, or Boromir? And uh, before I give you the true answer, what would what would you guys guess? Boromir. Yeah. Okay. So everybody argued about this for the longest time, and then because George R. 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 Martin is a very you know like sort of a talkative guy, and he engages with his fans a lot, he he went ahead and answered this question for everybody. This is a stupid question. Of course, Boromir would win. He was like the best at everything. He was like a, <laughs> he was a hardened commander. He had been fighting orcs like all his life. He was in battle all the time. He's like supposed to be like the best of the best. Like the way um like he's described in the books is like he he's sort of like the best of men, and. And uh, whereas Ned Stark is competent, <laughs> it's just that he's an average guy who is raised as a nobleman and he's like a good enough commander and a good enough ruler, obviously not a very savvy politician, uh, right. good enough at fighting, but he is not yeah. the best. Right. And he hasn't seen battle in a dozen or so years. Yeah. yeah. But, but even at his best... Him and his him and his buddies, like it was seven on two at the Tower of Joy, uh, fighting two of the best in the land from you know the Kingsguard, and Ned was the Ned and and uh, Howland Reed were the only two to survive. So it's it's kind of like that's not even when he was really good, he wasn't that good. <laughs> Whereas Boromir yeah. is like, bring on the horde! I'll kill a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Right. Him and Aragorn killing an orc a second. Yeah. <laughs> Right, because I feel like the movie does a pretty good job of establishing that, like Boromir and Aragorn, are almost equals. Yeah, in like on the battlefield, which yeah, I think is really, sense. it really helps make this moment hurt. Yeah. Well, I also like. I mean, we didn't really talk about it last minute because we were talking about a plethora of other things. But when when Aragorn hears the horn, his first thought is Boromir, even though like they were just fighting. Right. Yeah. Like not like sword fighting, but like arguing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man! Hold I, just, I just, Hold I just yeah. runs thought, down like, the hill. Like when when uh, when Aragorn realized there was a problem a couple minutes ago, it was that he saw Boromir's shield like laying in the corner, mm. and uh, that's really sad because in this scene, a shield would have been super duper helpful. Oh. Yep. Yeah. He might so, not have got hit by that first arrow. No. No, he might not. But he did not have it because he made the fatal mistake. Curse you, Ring. Curse you forever. It's well. It's it's because he was collecting firewood. Yeah, The sword lives in a little sheath on his side. He's got his, so uh, his yeah. sword. If you watch all the all the scenes where he has a shield on his back, he's holding it by a strap in his hand. Yeah, uh, yeah. it doesn't rest on his back. That's true. He has to actively it's carry it. Oh, curses. <laughs> like they made it. They they. They knew what they were doing with the uh, the filming of his shield, yeah. Because he's holding onto it whenever right. it's on his back, and you yeah. see it like like uh, after after the fact, after you know what happens, like to see that shot of his shield just sitting there, it's like kind of a poignant thing. It's like, oh, that would have been useful. Oh, oh, now I'm sad. Ah. Yep, because he yeah, had no so... time to retrieve it, yeah. and he's not like Thorin. He's not just going to pick up a log, yeah. right? <laughs> Thorin Oakenshield. <laughs> Oh, okay. Anyway, that's a that's another thing entirely. I don't know if you're ever <laughs> going to get to that, but 
yeah whatever eventually um, perhaps someday <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> man that would be a couple of years away wouldn't it <laughs> Uh, like four at least yeah because we uh oh, we yeah. realized speaking with someone uh just a bit ago uh last week that uh two towers is going to be over a year week to week wow oh man I that's think crazy return the, and return of the king's longer so. and return of the king's longer oh. wow that is, just... a, that is a a job of work you have ahead of you <laughs> yep Let's just focus on but it's fun. it's fun it's fun <laughs> it's fun focus on the fun <laughs> We're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I am. This is a lot of fun. Okay. Well, that's good. So like the other day, um, I, I, I believe, Cassandra, you said that, uh, that who, who was it that said these guys are better than stormtroopers? Or no, you no, did. I think they're better yeah. than stormtroopers. super not. Because Mary and Pippin are stepping back and they're being <laughs> helpful. I appreciate that. Their, their pluck and courage is awfully plucky and courageful. Courageous. Anyway, they're throwing <laughs> rocks at these charging super beasts. Yeah, they're falling. Are wearing armor, but every every rock they throw hits one in the face or the head, and every one of those guys falls down like they just got knocked out by, you know, a a, a bigger rock thrown by a larger man. And it just doesn't. I I can't buy it. I can't buy <laughs> that these child-sized hobbits are hurling the rocks that fit in their child-sized hands, and that every time they're knocking out an orc. I mean, it would make right. sense that so like the moment. occasional one would hit somebody in the teeth, <laughs> and that that would knock him down, and he would be like, "Oh, my teeth! I barely ever use these for anything." And then he'd so get back a, up and be mad. I have a logical counterpoint to the rock throwing. Okay. Okay. What's your logical which counterpoint? Is, which is. If we see these hobbits swing a sword with enough force to injure grown people in the same way that other grown people injure each other, they can throw rocks just as heavy and just as far as a man, regardless no. of size. No, absolutely not. Okay, so here's here's a funny thing. Like, um, we you know the other day we were talking about the the real weight of uh, of medieval war bows, and uh, you know it's kind of a funny thing. Like here in the movie, Legolas is like a smaller guy. He's lithe. He's slim. He's an elf, so that means he's supernaturally strong. But it's common in movies for for the archer to be a smaller person, to be the lighter person, to often be the woman in the group. It's it's sort of a trope of films that the archer has to be this tiny person and the and the sword fighters are all mammoths because you need the strength to swing around the heavy sword and the exact opposite is true yeah. um when they, when they look at the the remains of you know those english longbowmen who were pulling you know average weight 100 pound warbows those guys were massive they had huge shoulders like they had incredible like stretch injuries to their clavicles and shoulders from the weight of the bows that they're pulling and they're like in historical documents the the strength of the raw strength of archers was renowned it's like you know don't don't try to arm wrestle these guys don't get into some sort of a uh, a wrestling match or a bear sort of handed kind of fight because they are much stronger than you um, like, you know, in that scene in Braveheart where the archers get ridden down and they're all like small guys, like that's, they're not supposed to be small guys. They're all big, beefy, beefy dudes. Well, Otherwise yeah, they even, can't pull those bows. Even if you're considering the average of like a bow now at like 40 pounds, if someone is doing that like every day, the mm -hmm. arm that they do that with primarily is going to be jacked. Yeah, well, like you, you get your, your whole shoulders and back into it and then it builds up the whole trunk it, and people don't end up that lopsided <laughs> well like mostly but in a, uh on the other hand swords 
the 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 thing about the sword is it's a a, a much finer killing weapon. It has uh, uh, the edge and the point. And those 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 features of the weapon, like you know, like the sword, kind of evolved from a stick or a club. You know, you wanted a better stick or a club, and a stick and a club, you you need that weight, you need that that heft and density to crush bone, to crush armor, to really lay an impact into somebody. And for a club or 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 a mace, that kind of weapon, you do need strength. Mm-hmm. But the point of the sword, apart from the point, is that you can deliver much more acute force, penetrative force, with much less strength. You can, like, smaller people, um, like, it's really common in, like, fencing clubs, uh, that, that the people who who come in and fence, you know, you can come in and fence, and you can be, like, an older person, a smaller person, female or a child, and you can use a sword very quickly and very well in a way that would absolutely kill somebody twice your size. You can't necessarily do the same thing with a bow. You can, I mean, you can certainly learn to shoot and use it, but you can't get to the sort of weight, the 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 draw weight of an effective war weapon that would penetrate armor. But you can put the kind of uh, force you need to behind the point of a bastard sword sufficient to that you could get it through somebody's chainmail armor. Right, it's, and it's the only like, reason that the only reason it, that swords feel so heavy is because the weight's distributed over a long distance, because they're yeah. actually relatively light. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 much like like the Conan sword is absurd and like eight pounds and that's stupid heavy. Usually swords are like two pound, two to three pounds, and that like three pounds is kind of heavy if I remember correctly. Yeah, anyway. even for like a like a great sword is even only a few pounds. But so them using uh, like their daggers to stab the orcs uh, through the armor or the unarmored places that requires very little force. Like think of how much force you need to use when you stab like a steak or a chicken. Um, you don't actually need that much if you have a sharp point. But to throw a rock with lethal force, you need to have an arm. Like, you know, pitchers don't have, they're not little guys. Um, right. It's the same thing like when when throwing rocks was a part of warfare, you know, you got a sling so that you could swing the sling and, and give yourself a, a mechanical advantage and spin the rock faster, throw it further, not necessarily more accurately, although some people were very accurate, but you needed that sort of extra mechanical advantage on that on that tether to build up the speed mm-hmm. to deliver a sort of baseball or smaller than baseball-sized rock with lethal force. And even then, when armor got better... Um, not even necessarily as good as like, uh, you know, in the two towers, like the, the Numenorian, like that plate mail. It doesn't even have to be that good. What the Orakai are wearing, even though it's crap, I think I've established that this week, their armor is crap. <laughs> um, it should be sufficient to stop a rock. It should be sufficient to stop a rock that a hobbit could throw. I do not buy for a second that these little guys are able to pick up rocks on the ground and throw them that distance with force necessary to knock out every Urukai. Again, it would make sense if every once in a while they hit somebody in the open faceplate and it breaks their teeth and the guy gets knocked down and he's like, oh, I'm going to reconsider my life. But <laughs> not that it knocks them out. I just can't. And, and like, um, it's kind of interesting. Like, you know that, that throwing rocks is, is dangerous and deadly business and, and um, it, it usually, like in film, like it's kind of uh, a throwaway thing. Like I think most rock throwing s- scenes I've seen in movies are like in 80s movies where like the kids are like trying to scare off a bully or something. And like, you know, the rocks are ineffective. But there is like a... But if you're pelting a man with a, with rocks... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you'll absolutely kill him. 
um <laughs> but that man is typically unarmored there's like one scene um i don't there's this there's this one movie that came out like in 2012 or 2010 i can't remember when it was really underappreciated movie have you ever heard of uh, agora um it's no. a rachel weiss uh movie also has um oscar isaac um, a couple other people I can't remember, but but it's Rachel Weiss as uh, Hypatia of Alexandria, um, in you know the last days of the Alexandrian Library before it gets overrun and burned down, and and her eventual martyrdom at the hands of uh, radical Christians. Um, oh. There were a couple of scenes in there where uh, like people get trapped like in a church or trapped in a synagogue, and like people up in the rafters rain rocks down on them. And kill tons of people, and that is like the one scene in a movie I've I've watched where I was actually convinced. Okay, yes, I mean I knew abstractly that rocks will completely kill you if they hit you in the head in the face, Mm -hmm. but wow, that was a terrifying scene. Er Agar is a good movie; you should see it. (laughs) I don't know, man. But again, I don't don't buy that Marion Pippen or not. I don't think it's necessarily clear how far they're throwing those rocks, but even a one-pound rock, I feel like. Not through a helmet. Not Unless the helmet. It depends on how like cushioned or how tight fitting that helmet aluminum is. Aluminum foil. Like they're, they're just like they're at, least, they're at least like cast iron. At least iron helmets. Yeah, they gotta be. I I, I just I can't. Because even if they were and, salvaged, like well, imagine the somebody. Okay, so let's go back to them being somebody in the, somebody in the so I, you know it's good that they're they're fighting and they have the fighting spirit. But in the production uh, like commentary, like the the guys who were like shooting that, they were like, yeah, I don't buy this either, but we had to keep it in, whatever. So, <laughs> ha <ha-ha>. ha. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the idea that the Urukai are, are super toddlers. What? So like their skulls <laughs> are undeveloped? No, no, no. Not that their skulls are undeveloped. <laughs> they feel them in the soft spot <laughs> when they feel pain. They don't know how to deal with it. Oh, So they no. just collapse. That's so sad. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, so basically you could defeat them by setting out Legos. <laughs> they just, well, it's that one prancing down the stairs, right? <laughs> he doesn't want to fall. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. They're not literal toddlers. They don't know how to process no. pain. They just, they just, they just seize up. No, they they can fight through the pain, like in the fight choreography uh, earlier, like fighting against yeah. Legola, uh, Legolas and Aragorn and Gimli. They take various blows and keep fighting. They're, that's that's their one thing. They make up for their severe lack in um, intelligence and skill and ability with sheer ferocity and strength. So presumably, like, again, I would believe it if they lost some teeth or got knocked down and got back up, but just not that they would crumple. I mean, we I don't see them can't. get back up. There's, we don't know. <sighs> they fall. Yeah. You're so you're you're gonna. I'm all for it because it's triumphant and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing something and they need to be doing something. Otherwise, they just look ship, terrible. <laughs> yes, they I've were doing this something. Hill to die on. What they should what they should honestly be doing is staying closer to Boromir. And anytime he he casts somebody off, they descend on that guy. Stab, stab, stab. Step back. And that way, yeah. Boromir doesn't have to finish everyone. He can just throw someone, cast them aside, and let them finish them while the guy's disoriented. Like the one that he, would be a, like the one yeah, he pops they, over his back. They just like yeah. jump on him, stab. Yeah, that would be absolutely a great way to do it. But just you know, let Pippin they, do it. Yeah. Pippin can just keep stabbing necks. They didn't plan this stuff, so you know they they're doing well. And and again, kudos for the fighting spirit. Fighting spirit equals awesome. It, it does. It's good. I mean. I appreciate and respect it. 
Boromir is like the epitome of the fighting spirit. Yes. Because that first arrow is like is right totally above a kill his heart. shot, yeah. That's lethal. <laughs> that shot is lethal and he should have just hit the dirt and bled to death right yeah. there. No, it's a little it's high. Uh it 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 might be it might be in the lung and if in that case it would be, but historical record shows people fighting with arrows in them for a long time. And the thing is with arrows, uh on the off chance you ever get shot with an arrow, don't pull it out. <laughs> Um, typically, uh, like unless the arrow passes completely through, if it gets stuck in the target, and this is something that happens with hunters, if it gets stuck in the target, it can, um, it, it can kind of sort of stop the blood flow where it is. And that's even with like modern, uh, you know, three headed hunting points that are like spinning razor blades. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like with old style war, uh, war arrows, if you got hit, um, Assuming it didn't hit you in the heart or, you know, a major artery or the face, uh, <laughs> you could keep fighting for a good long while. And there are, there are historical instances of people being hit by many arrows and continuing to fight. Whether or not they survived after the fact, ah, probably not. But in the moment, being hit with an arrow is not necessarily the same as being hit with like a bullet. It doesn't have the same sort of force. That yeah. said, depth of penetration these are matters. huge arrows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The arrowhead is like two inches across. So, uh, so like there's the that. Is like the crazy. shaft is like an inch wide. Yeah, They're gigantic. Yeah, like diameter, yeah. like the first, it's like a cigar. The, the first one that hits him is like just under his clavicle. And if it, it's conceivable that it didn't hit his lung. If it hit his lung and he starts coughing up blood, then he'll die more quickly than not. But that shot on its own, I wouldn't say it shouldn't necessarily drop him. He could keep fighting. Not very well, but he can keep fighting. And he does keep fighting. And he fights really well. Yeah. When you Uh, think about how big that arrowhead is, arrowhead must be, like, how big that arrowhead is, though, it's just like, man, that is... Like, we see, like, just the shaft itself uh, is, like, that's over half an inch diameter. Uh, Those are huge arrows on their own. And I'm trying to get, like, a clean, like, screen cap of the arrowhead itself. I know, like, in the production commentary, they talked about how they made it, like, this ragged, ugly piece of iron, um, which is, you know, really cool. And that is, you know, damaging and it's going to have, have a big effect. But, like, you can you can sort of see, like, it, it as opposed to, to a normal human-sized arrow, that one is, is going to hit a little harder. So, yeah, you can, it can knock him down a bit. Um, and then we get to the one piece of Urukai gear that I really, really like. I like I like Lertz's bow. I, I love it. I love these arrows. They're kind of ugly, and I wouldn't want to actually shoot them, but they're so great here in this scene and, and for, mm-hmm. for Boromir's like noble end. Um, I love I love Lertz's face right, right after that first arrow hits Boromir and he hits his knees. He's like, oh, go me. <laughs> yeah, like the growl smirk yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like with one eye closed because he was just aiming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If only all the other Urukai were as capable as I am, we would have totally won already. Would have destroyed mm-hmm. them all. <laughs> and then, like... I know, can you imagine if they had just taken, like, a day to do some, like, basic <laughs> archery training? Right. <laughs> And, and then, then Aragorn is... goes up on top of the ruins and, like, it gets hit with a dozen giant arrows. <laughs> or just Lurch. Why didn't Lurch just shoot him? Because he's just... being lazy. Boom. He's being he's being he's being a manager who's like, I'll do as I say. I don't want to do anything. 
And then after watching his little toddler friends get killed, he's like, okay, I guess I should do something. Because he's the, he was the firstborn, so he's the Lurt. oldest. Let's say that Lurtz is, like, Lurtz is like... He was. Oh, he was the first one. Lurtz is like he's, classic, like... He's Saruman's oldest son, okay? He, yes. He, uh, he's like throwing people at this problem, and then he's like not wanting to do anything about it. And then he finally starts to do something about it when it's already too late. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, how many people has Boromir killed? How many Urukai has, has Boromir dispatched in this running hillside battle? Like 10. Right? It's ridiculous. It's like, you guys, you should have just sort of stayed a little further away. Late, wait for alerts to catch up. And then he can shoot him. Because mm -hmm. he doesn't have a shield. Yeah. But that would make sense. Yeah, and I get, and again, as well, we their last order was find sense. the halflings. Find the halflings. These Urukai see halflings behind Boromir, and they're just like, "Well, let's go get them." <laughs> it's simple, that's right? Their, we just charge their... at them, and we get what we want. Let's do some hobbit scooping. That's their. I mean, that was their last order. It's like a. It's like a robot. It's just like this is your order, and if no one changes it, it's just what they're going to keep doing. So until Lurch shows up to change the order, they're just going to operate on last known information. <laughs> Oh man! So it's yeah, we babies don't... or robots? They're baby robots. They're baby robots. They're like baby biological robots. robots. <laughs> Little biological robots. They're like so they're programmed for murder. <laughs> like... <laughs> they're designed for one purpose: to flip out and kill people. Yeah. Yes. Like they're just except less skillful. Much less skillful. <laughs> so. Uh, I love Lurch's walk down the hill is like one of the most badass moments yeah. in this movie. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's really so good. good. As the music yeah. starts to kind of fade out a little bit and get quiet. Well, I wouldn't say that the music is fading out. It's that like the the ambient the ambient noise is like everything like is the, sort of sinking away. Muted. Yeah, everything's like, sinking I, away. Yeah. I think they described it in the um. I I, I think it was like uh, being underwater. Uh, yeah, was, well, the the uh, the director commentary. I think Peter Jackson and Fran and them were talking about how they wanted the sound to be like from Boromir's perspective, and the idea is like as he's you know as he's gone in, as he's going into shock, and you know he's exhausted from the fight, and he just gets hit with this arrow, and he's starting to bleed, and he realizes like the state that he's in, like his his perception narrows, and sounds sort of flatten out and get mm -hmm. dull, and I, that, I and really then, like uh, that. Yeah. And a, a like a choir is starting to grow in the yeah. music. It's not the same choir from uh, the Moria music, though. No, this is a different one. Okay. Yeah. This is I a different think, choir. Uh, cool. Uh, what did they say from the commentary? That it was uh, like Elvish. It's a boys choir. And they're doing like a line from Faramir. Something about, I love not the sword for its edge or the arrow for its point but that which they defend i think <gasps> what that's yeah. awful yeah yeah gosh well, you know not to the idea of being not to, to glory and in, in war for war's sake but right what you know the civilian life that it that it protects yeah i mean because it's uh because if the idea is that what they're supposed to be protecting in men and what boromir is supposed to represent is that there is still honor and faith and love mm -hmm. in the race of man right and him protecting mary and pippin is like the expression of that right i can't yeah. watch him die for a week yeah, well can. we're about have to, to. Yeah. i can't i quit <laughs> <laughs> 
tapping oh, out. This is my resig. No, it's not. But like, oh, <laughs> you can't oh do God. that. You're too oh, deep. <laughs> what are you gonna do with yourself if you stop now? <laughs> she got 188 minutes into Lord of the Rings minute, and then she just went away. Uh, I dwell like in darkness without you, and it went away. Just- <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> I would have fallen I would have followed you to the end of Return oh, no. of the King. <laughs> my co-host. My king. I would have called you co-host. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I got perfect. Oh, <laughs> I have, I have like more babble about Lurtz's bow and his arrows and his draw and all that. But I guess I could do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've we've exhausted this minute. I think that's a Aww. that's a good ending right there. <laughs> I would have called you co-host. <laughs> that makes me so, sad. <laughs> so, so thanks for joining us again today, Chris. Oh my god! Oh, it's so much fun. My pleasure. <sighs> yeah. For all of our listeners, you can find us on Facebook at our listener group, Fellowship of the Mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just search that up and ask to be added to it. And yeah, we're... we'll post the um, the photo gallery we were talking about a little at the beginning of the week with the girl with the, the Urukai sword yeah. there. And you can also find us on uh, Apple Podcasts because it's not iTunes anymore. It'll be iTunes in my heart. Forever. We'll always, <laughs> you'll always be iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I use Beyond Pod. There you go. <laughs> and as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Libra182 and Ed Foster. Hope everyone has a great Thursday, and we'll see you all tomorrow for the last day of the week. Bye. Bye bye. Happy Thursday.